Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Welcome to the Joe Carey Show right here on KTalk 1640 AM and the Loving Liberty Radio Network. And I want to start today. Have you ever come across someone and you may not even like them, but there comes a certain point where you just start to feel sorry for them. Like life for them is going so bad. You're just like, wow, I, I know that guy, you know, hasn't done me right. And he's, he's actually been on the wrong side of the issues. But wow, do I feel bad for him? And that's the way I'm beginning to feel for Joe Biden. Like, here's a guy that I'm looking at, and don't get me wrong, this guy has led the gilded life, right? He's plagiarized his way, as far as we know, from kindergarten through law school, tried to uh, become president by imitating British politicians. Speaking of which, wow, if you have not seen, Brian, have you ever watched that House of Commons, or Questions with the Prime Minister is what it's called. Have you ever seen that? Like, ever. You... You are missing it. You have got to Google questions with the prime minister. It's where he or she, whoever the prime minister is, they stand up in front of parliament and people just rocket these questions at the, um, the prime minister. And it's all about being acerbic. It's all about being um, sarcastic and just watching these politicians do this verbal dance. It's incredible. But back to Joe Biden. So he's trying to imitate these British politicians. He gets caught not only stealing their words, but stealing their mannerisms, right? And this is what torpedoed his first run for president. They're like, Joe, you you took these words from someone else's speech. And then if you watch the video, not only does Joe Biden use the words, he's also gesticulating. He's using the mannerisms of the speaker. When this guy plagiarizes, he goes all in. He's had a gilded life. And I think this is why Joe Biden is having so many problems today. Because he doesn't know who he is. He's always been a chameleon, right? If he needed to steal words, he stole the words. If he needed to steal mannerisms, he stole the mannerisms. But now, you know, he can't say the right thing. Remember when this, I guess this was about uh, two weeks ago, he was uh, giving a town hall. He was speaking. He got very emotional and very passionate in that fake politician kind of way. And we've all seen it. We are like, this guy doesn't believe what he's saying. And there he is. He starts to talk about this experience of him pinning a, I think it was bronze star on a soldier in Afghanistan. And Biden is going into all this depth and detail about, you know, how he would never forget this. And, you know, uh, what was the line he used? It was something about, you know, my word is a Biden. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that you want a rubber check or a wooden nickel? He's like, my word is a Biden. It was the story was so distorted as Joe Biden retold it. It was so full of inaccuracies that even the Washington Post, even the Washington Post, the the newspaper that carries water for progressive Democrats, 
They came out and they called fake news on Joe Biden. That's how bad the retelling of the story was. Almost nothing he said in that story was factually accurate. Well, it, it was factually accurate, but he was pulling from three different stories to create one story. And when Joe Biden was called on it, when they said, look, this, this didn't happen the way you recalled it. Do you know what his response was? His response was basically the facts don't matter. It's the essence of the story. It's the point I was trying to make. And isn't that the, the mantra of progressive Democrats? Isn't that what liberals always say? The facts don't matter. The truth doesn't matter. The ends always justify the means. And that is a dangerous and deadly protocol. But the reason I feel bad for Joe Biden, if you weren't saying he was, Brian, was he speaking at a, at a forum or something? Yeah, he's speaking at this climate change forum. And all of a sudden, his, I think it was his left eye starts to fill up with blood. And you're watching this, you're thinking, look, CNN's had some problems with the microphones. Maybe this is a visual thing. You know, I don't. No, he starts to bleed from his eye, just like that James Bond character. And I started to feel bad. I'm like, Joe, I mean, man, this guy really can't catch a break. The only thing he didn't blame it on was climate change. I was waiting for that line. This is Trump's fault. This is climate change. It's all that pressurization change. Look, it's making my eyes bleed. But even Joe couldn't go down that road. But I do remember a time, the good old days, when politicians simply lied to us. Remember when they told you, we're not coming for your guns. You don't have to worry about your gun. We're not going to come for you. If you own a gun, we're not going to come for it. Do you know that every politician running on the side of the Democrats, they now say what? We're coming for your guns. Beto F-bomb O'Rourke has now come out and said, you own an AR-15 if you own an uh, AK-47? The government's going to buy them back. And we talk about it. When you're forced to sell something, it's not a buyback. But even Beto can't bring himself to telling the truth, which is we're going to come back and we're going to forcibly remove these firearms from your home. But that's what he's saying. And the Democrats, he tells, well, we support free speech. We care about you. But they don't. And I give credit to Trump. I think Trump has forced them to tell the truth. Because Trump has forced them to come out of their sheep's clothing and act and behave as the wolves they are. Now, CNN just hosted, I think it was a four-hour forum on climate change. Do you know that was originally scheduled to be an evening debate? That CNN set aside uh, one night to debate climate change. Now, let me ask you this. Why do you think the Democrats and CNN agreed to change it from a debate to a forum? I think part of it was there's no debate. They all agree on the same thing. There's no debate. There's not one Democrat on that stand running for president who doesn't say, I don't think they believe it, but they all say it, you know, climate change is happening and it's going to kill us. 
So how do you have a debate when everybody agrees? That's not a debate. But there's another reason. There's another reason why CNN and the Democrats running for president said, you know what? Let's not have a debate. Let's not have this at night. Let's have it during the middle of the workday. Why do you think they did that? Because their ideas are so bat crap crazy on the environment that if you were watching TV and you watch this debate or you watch this forum, you would walk away thinking these guys are nuts. Like they are certifiable crazy. Well, Joe, that's over the top. I mean, come on. Really? Did you listen to what they said during the forum? I mean, forget about the trillions of dollars they want to flush down the proverbial toilet. But I want to start with this. Not one of them believe, not one of those individuals at that forum talking about climate change believe a word of what they're saying. Do you know what Barack Obama just did? He bought a house on Martha's Vineyard. Right? Martha's Vineyard. Allegedly, that's going to be underwater because of climate change. If Barack Obama believed that, why is he buying a $17 million house on Martha's Vineyard? Because he doesn't believe it. Because it's not happening. But is the climate changing? Absolutely. Do water levels rise? Do they go up? Do they go down? Absolutely. But this is less about the environment and more about power. Now, they can't come out and tell you that. They've got to cloak it in. Well, we're doing this for the environment. We're doing it. When we come back, I want it. I, I created a list from this forum of everything the Democrats want to ban in order to save the earth. And you're not going to, you're going to hear, you know, this, Joe, this, this isn't right. It's absolutely crazy. We'll have that list in your calls right after this break. You're listening to the Joe Carey show on the loving Liberty radio network. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show, 801-331-8113, 801-331-8113. We're talking about how the Democrats weaseled out. They were supposed to have a debate, uh, a nighttime debate on climate change. They didn't want the American public to hear how insane their policies were, so they changed it to a, a daytime forum. You know, nobody works anymore. Everybody can sit down and watch TV. They changed it to a daytime forum, and if you heard their answers and solutions to uh, climate change, you would quickly understand why they wouldn't want that out uh, in the public uh, sphere. That's a tough one. That, that's, you know, if they were the only ones running, that's when you're grateful that the founding fathers divide, you know, decided to divide government, give us federalism. That's when you're like, wow, they were smart. 
They were amazingly smart. But let me tell you, this is what those Democrats want to ban. This is, in a four-hour forum, this is their list. One, uh, obviously this has to be on, they want to ban straws. Now, we've talked about the science of plastic straws before. 90% of the straws that are out there, instead of being in uh, recycling facilities, don't come from the United States. But why let that trouble us? We're going to ban them. They're going to ban the plastic straws. They want to ban red meat. Right? Bill de Blasi was already done this in New York City. I think Mondays and Fridays, they're meatless Monday. No meat on Monday. Well, what if you want meat? Nope, you can't have it in the public school. And the Democrats are pushing that on a national. You had Kamala Harris say, I like cheeseburgers just as much as the next guy, but, well, 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 there's no but after that. If you like them just as much as the next guy, it means you probably eat them every day. But she doesn't. And, and why does her diet, dietary uh, schedule dictate what I or you or anyone else should be able to eat on any, any particular day? And then she talks about well, the light bulbs, right? They're, I thought they did ban incandescent light bulbs. Can you still get them anywhere? Can you really get an incandescent light bulb? Brian, can you still go into Home Depot and find one? I don't think so either. So they're, they're still, I think they're banned, but they want to double ban it. It's like the gun ban. We've banned guns, but now we're really going to ban guns. We've banned the incandescent light bulb, but now we're really going to go after it. Gas-powered cars, nuclear energy, offshore drilling, fracking, uh, natural gas, coal plants. They live in a fairy tale world. They talk about banning plastic straws to save the world while Barack Obama goes out and buys, what, a $10 million house in Martha's Vineyard? Do you know how much carbon that's going to emit? How much carbon was emitted building it? Bernie Sanders wants you to stop using a plastic straw, but he has no problem. heating and using air conditioning on his three homes. Do you begin to see this discrepancy? Do you begin to look at this and say, wait a second, the elites want me to stop using a plastic straw, but they're okay if they have to jet set around the world? The biggest offender is Prince Harry uh, over from the uh, UK. Private jets everywhere. But then he comes out and he says, you know, uh, Megan, my wife and I, we've decided that uh, we're, we're only going to have two children because we want to do our part. Well, um, Harry, maybe instead of, you know, taking a private jet to the Queen Mary and sailing to the North Pole to make an announcement on the environment, maybe you could just do that part because what's going to happen is these voluntary proclamations, and you're seeing it more and more. There are a few celebrities that have come out now and said the same thing, which is, well, I'm not going to have children, or I'm going to limit the number of children I have because I want to do the right thing for the environment. Does anyone really believe it's going to stop there? Does anyone really believe that the 
vengeful and spiteful progressive left is going to be okay with you having multiple children once they've proclaimed, once they've publicly said, uh, guys, we're going to limit the number of children we're having. You know, that's your clue. That's your hint that you're supposed to say the same thing. You're supposed to do what we're saying. You think it's going to stop there? It won't. It absolutely won't. But uh, the, the forum goes to Senator Cory Booker, the Democrat from New Jersey. Uh, he was talking about offshore drilling. I've been fighting. I've been doing demonstrations. I pulled out the Spartacus costume from the closet. I've done everything I can to stop this offshore drilling because my goal is to get our electricity to zero carbon emission. That means phasing off fossil fuels. Now, does he have a plan? There's no, like, that's his big goal. But what's the plan to get there? What, are you going to build windmills? Absolutely crazy. When we come back, uh, I want to finish up this segment, just talk a little bit about uh, more of the nonsense that was shared at this forum, uh, and then bring it back and uh, talk about a big decision out of a federal court that impacts your constitutional rights. We'll be back right after this break. Thoughtful discussion. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. I just I want to finish up this uh, talking about this forum that uh, the Democrat candidates were at, and they're all. You know, they're all trying to outdo each other, you know, like, well, look, I'm I recognize climate change. It's a threat. And then they had to outdo themselves on the solution. Right. Because how do I prove I'm the wackiest progressive up here? And it started with uh, I am Spartacus uh, Cory Booker. I thought it was over the top when he came out wearing the gold and the plate. And but, you know, that's his thing. So he came out and he started saying, I'm going to get the country off fossil fuels. And you're thinking, well, fossil fuels probably make 90% of everything that you see or touch in a given day. So that's pretty ambitious. But not to be outdone, Bernie Breadline Sanders comes out and he says the solution to climate change, it's abortion. What? Yeah, you know, the solution to climate change is abortion. And that's why if I'm elected president, I'm going to allow government U.S. taxpayer funds to pay for abortions in Africa. You know, he didn't point out whether it was just because they were black babies, but you know, that's leave it to the imagination. So he says the solution is abortion. If we if if just those Africans would have more abortions, we wouldn't have climate change. Now he didn't say it quite like that. But that was the argument. Right, so you have Spartacus saying, ban fossil fuels. You have the socialist saying, 
More abortion for black babies. But then Joe Biden, he's feeling the weight of the moment. Right? He's already, Spartacus has already said ban fossil fuels. Well, geez, that's pretty ambitious. I've got to think bigger. Then you have Breadline Bernie saying we need more abortions. What's Joe Biden going to do? Well, he just wants to shut down industry that, you know, that, that use too much fossil fuels. Yeah, that's all. But then the kicker came in towards the end. The CNN host asked if all the candidates, you know, they said, which candidate supports, quote, a carbon free America? And their hands, they couldn't go up any faster or higher. So all the candidates, like morons, are standing on the stage for a carbon-free America and their hands in the air. The only problem with a carbon-free America is that we are carbon. Humans, people. But doesn't that go back to what we've talked about? Doesn't that go back to the abortion? Doesn't that go back to the, you know, we're going to limit how many babies and kids you can have? Because we got to do it for the environment. It's spooky. It's really, it's really scary. So when you think they're just coming after your guns, you're wrong. They're coming after your free speech. They're coming after your job. They're coming after what you eat for dinner tonight. They're coming for what you're doing in the bedroom. It is an all-out assault on your rights and on your liberty. And you've got to recognize that. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, we head to the barricades with the pitchforks and the torches. But it means you've really got to pay attention and look at the candidates that are running and the messages that they are carrying. And you can no longer say, hey, Mitt Romney can do the job. Because we need warriors at the front lines, not show horses. And we have got to come to that realization. We've got to get there. Because the stakes are high. Higher than I think they've ever been. Yesterday, a big win for the U.S. Constitution. It's uh, becoming very rare, so I I like to highlight these stories when they do happen. If you've listened to Brian Hyde's show... um, Brian has been talking about this. Ammon Bundy, uh, he's on next right after my show. Tune in. Uh, The Bundy family, remember, uh, the government brought two cases against them, one in Oregon, one in Nevada, both times unable to get a guilty verdict. So Ammon Bundy is supposed to walk out of that courtroom. Clive and Bundy is supposed to walk out of the courtroom a free man. I don't care whether you support the Bundys or you're against the Bundys. Our system of jurisprudence says when you walk out of that courtroom and you're found not guilty, it means you are not guilty. You walk in and you walk out with the same rights that every other citizen in this country has. But that's not the case. 
right? The Bundy family, just because of their name, nothing they've done can't fly or travel without certain restrictions. Can't legally buy firearms without jumping through hoops and even jumping through the hoops, they're told, well, you can't do that. And apparently, this is happening, we, well, we don't know how many Americans because the government won't tell us. The government has made clear that they keep a list. Now, part of that list is very public. It's the no-fly list. And when I say public, we don't know the people on it. But it's public because we know about it, right? That if you're on this list, you simply cannot fly. And apparently, if you're on this list, but towards the bottom half of the list, you can fly, but you're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops. Remember when we used to mock the Chinese because, you know, they came up with this social score? You know, if you're a member of the Communist Party, you get 10 points. If you, uh, you know, are active as a leader in the Communist Party, you get another 10 points. And if you do things that the Communist Party deems harmful, you lose points. And based on your social score, it determines where you can fly, where you sit on the airplane when you fly, and even your ringtone on your phone. Because they want to embarrass you. If you're not a good communist, when your ringtone goes off, everybody knows, oh, mm, not a good comrade. And we mock the Chinese. Well, can you believe what the Chinese are doing? They're doing a social score. Aren't we doing the same thing here? If we tell people, you're on a government list that's going to limit your freedom, it's going to limit your liberty, aren't we keeping score? The list, the list is formally known as the Terrorist Screening Database. Now, we don't know because the government won't tell us what you have to do or what you've done to end up on that list. Is it a suspicion by somebody? Is it because you visited a website that they deem improper? Is it because you've attended a meeting at a mosque? Or is it because you stood up for your property rights in a desert in Nevada? We don't know what puts you on that list. But we know that once you're on this list, you are stripped of certain constitutional protections without due process. Meaning, no one's accused you, you haven't had the opportunity to go to court, but you're limited. Well, yesterday, a federal judge ruled that the government's watch list was unconstitutional. Why? Because you're taking people's stuff. You're taking their freedom of speech. You're taking their freedom of travel, their right to assemble. And you're taking it away from them. One, you're not telling them you're doing it. And two, when they try to fight you, you say, well, we don't have to prove anything. You're on the list. Every American should celebrate that decision. Every American should celebrate that decision. 
I want you to tune in right after my show, Ammon Bundy, here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. You need to hear what, what Ammon and his family have had to endure because some government bureaucrat in some windowless room decided to add their name to a list. That's not acceptable. That's not who we are. Speaking of who we are, uh, Marianne Williamson, she's running for president as a Democrat. She comes out and she says, I didn't know Democrats were this bad. And she's running to be president as a Democrat. We'll have that story right after this break. back to the Joe Carey show. I, this is a fascinating story and it, it just shows you that, um, it's never too late to be surprised. And here we have a uh, Marianne Williamson. She's the eccentric one, uh, has been on uh, the two debates so far. She's running as a Democrat. She's running for president. And, um, she is the one that, uh, you know, love cures all and, we just need more love in the world. And it's, it's, it's a message that resonates with people because I think there's a lot of truth to it. Well, she didn't qualify for the next debate. The next debate, in order to qualify, you need 130,000 individual donors, plus you've got to poll 2% in two recognized polls. And what's happening is that the DNC is playing fast and loose with that rule. What they're saying is, we're not recognizing certain polls. And what Marianne Williamson is saying is, well, if you recognize these polls, which are national, which are cited, which are reliable, I would be on that stage. But the DNC is saying, well, they're not the polls that we consider or we considered when determining, you know, uh, your 2% uh, national polling average. Kind of sounds like the, uh, the FBI's terrorist list. Well, we're not going to tell you how we put people on it. We're not going to tell you what it takes to get off the list. Just trust us. Right? So that's what the DNC is ter- telling Marianne Williamson. So she comes out and she says, I know this sounds naive. I didn't think the left was so mean. I didn't think the left lied like this. I thought the right did that. I thought we were better. Are you kidding me? You want to see how nasty the left can be? Just ask Bernie Sanders. Because he should have been the candidate running against Donald Trump in 2016. But the elites in the DNC, they stole it from him. And what Marianne Williamson doesn't understand is She never had a shot. She never had a chance. Because the rules are rigged. And it is a gamed system. 100%. 
And we talked about this yesterday. I think that's why Donald Trump resonates with so many people because it's refreshing in a way to have someone tell you, this is what I think. This is what I feel. Now, it can get a little overboard. Brian, did you see this? They were talking about Hurricane Dorian and Trump was in the uh, I think it was the Oval Office and he had the map up of the trajectory of the hurricane. Did you see that? Yeah, and then they had, so they have like the official line of where the, the trajectory of the hurricane is. And then there was like an addition made to it, like to, what is it, to, to encompass Georgia, was it? Alabama. And they're basically saying, you know, um, this doesn't look right. Like this looks like it's hand drawn. And now there's this big debate over, okay, what was the trajectory of the hurricane? Now, I got to look at that, and I, I got to come down on the media side on that. It did look like it was, like, photoshopped in there, right? That additional Alabama trajectory. But people just like the candor. They just like this, let me just tell you how it is. And I think that appeals to people because for so many decades— we had politicians engaging in political speak. They wouldn't tell you what they thought. They wouldn't tell you what they believed. They told us what they thought we wanted to hear. To devastating consequences. Devastating. So someone like Donald Trump shows up and says, you know what? Barack Obama, every word he said was scripted. He would go into a McDonald's to give his order. He would need the teleprompter. He didn't say one thing without that teleprompter by his side. So what do we do eight years later? We elect the guy that refuses to use a teleprompter. Because we felt like, yeah, this isn't right. Like, just talk to us. Tell, it, tell us how it is. You know, when you go to a doctor and you're waiting for that diagnosis, do you want the doctor to go into a bunch of medical speak? And, well, let me tell you. No, what do you say? Doc, just tell me. Just tell me. Because we know that regardless of what that doctor says, we have got to man up. But politicians don't see us that way. They want to be the doctor instead of saying, hey, well, I'm sorry to tell you this, you've got stage four, uh, you know, cancer. They don't give us that, oh, no, everything looks pretty good here. I mean, there was something, but, you know, we, we'll get to that later. Go out and enjoy the day. They don't do us any favors when they, when they treat us that way. And what's really sad and what's really frightening is usually when that new crop of uh, congressmen get to office, they feel like, well, I owe it to my constituents to, to tell the truth. Now we're watching even the new crop before they are elected and before they take their seats— 
they already feel justified in saying, well, I can't be honest with my constituents. I really can't tell them how bad it is. And that's because the politicians, they just don't care. And, and I want to use this as an example. I think it was yesterday or maybe two days ago, uh, the San Francisco supervisors for the city. Right now, remember, these are the same people. So take this with a grain of salt. The same city that have people living in tents, that have human feces lining the streets, they are going to pass judgment on you and me. So they come out and they take a vote, and it's unanimous. The resolution is unanimous, and it's a non-binding resolution, but in this resolution, it declares that the NRA, the National Rifle Association, is a domestic terrorist organization. Think about that. And think about what, that re- what they're really saying. Because if the NRA is a terrorist organization and you're a member of a terrorist organization, what are they saying about you? Yeah. Do you think any of those supervisors would pause for a second if they had the power, if they had the power to put NRA members on a do not fly list, on a terrorist list, do you think they would hesitate for one second? No, no. They would take the membership list of the NRA. They would send it to the FBI and say, hey, before tomorrow morning, before the sun comes up in the morning, we want all these people on that list. This is why due process is so important. This is why we don't give politicians powers that they don't need. Right? That's why the founding father said we want to build something with a limited government. We want to build something where the people are the ultimate rulers. Not because they're always right, but because they'll be more right more often than the politicians they elect. That's why. We live in interesting times, and it's only going to get more interesting. You know, as the 2020 battle heats up and these politicians go at each other, you need the ability to discern. And it's not, it's not so much mental as it is that gut, it's that alarm system that God gave each one of us. That's why it's so important that we do, you know, and we end the show this way all the time. Remember, get right with God. We're going to need that alarm system more than ever. And two, we need to be kind to one another. Reach out to your neighbors. Reach out to strangers. Stay tuned. Emin Bundy up next right here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network.
timely, credible, thoughtful discussion. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. 